Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlenCouragesYou.com, where we're here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and I'm certainly delighted to be here with all of you on this episode number 115 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we're going to be doing something a little different here as far as Q&A. So someone sent a question in around effective ministering, and we want to answer that to the help of the Lord. So please go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Encourages You is coming to you with BCU Q&A. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So if you are a regular listener or tuner into the blog in terms of reading it, or if you are just stumbled upon us and are checking things out, you'll notice that we recently celebrated here at BCU the release of our 100th podcast episode. And to celebrate that, we answered your questions. So we have several segments that we have done and it was glory to God, wildly successful. We thank God for that. So much so to the point that we had someone else send in another question. And I have to say to you all, BCU family, I enjoy these questions. It really does drive me to pray and ask God for the best answer and also to make sure that I am answering in a way that God is glorified and it all lines up with his word. So as these questions come up in your heart, feel free to send them to me, whether through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also head on over to blendcouragesyou.com. You can send me an email that way. And with God's grace, we will get your question here read to the general audience, and I'm sure that it will bless someone. So let's get into the question and answer. Here we go. So this question, BCU family, has a few different parts. I'm going to read the question in its entirety and then address all of the parts of the question with God's help. So the question reads as follows. How do you minister to someone who has been Holy Ghost filled, yet they don't feel free after walking in the Lord for a while? How do you help them when the scripture, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And that's found in John chapter eight, verse 36. It does not help them or somehow they find it hard to rest on that scripture. The listener or reader goes on to say, do we put them down and call them faithless? 
Do we tell them they don't believe God or take him at his word? Do we make them feel less than? Do we avoid them altogether and say, I'll just leave them to God? All of these things the person may be well aware of in terms of knowing that they should be walking in the freedom of what God has done for them. But how do they get help? Or is there any help for them? Wow. So first of all, I thank God for the individual who sent this question in. This is a good one. And I want to start with the person who's actually doing the ministering first. So let's talk to that person first. So in any situation, BCU family, for those of us who are Holy Ghost filled, according to Acts 2.38, as believers, anyone that we encounter, whether believer or not, should be walking in the spirit versus walking in the flesh. And you'll find an account of that in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. As we walk in the way that Christ is directing, what will happen is when we are dealing with someone that might be a little bit of a challenge to minister to, or we've ministered to them on that same point before, or they may not be uh, getting it right away, what we'll do as we're walking in the Spirit is we'll remember that anyone that we come in contact with is our neighbor. And you will recall that in the Gospel of the book of Luke chapter 10 verses 27 through 37. So anyone that we come in contact with is our neighbor and we are called to love our neighbors as we would love ourselves. And I got to go back to the scriptures. Galatians 5.14 reminds us of that. And also it's throughout the gospels. We even find that in the book of Deuteronomy. So throughout the, the history of the Bible, we are always called to love one another. That said, BCU family, that said, in this case, with this particular question, love may come in the form of a loving rebuke or correction as God directs us. That's important because many times, especially if you're dealing with what I like to call, quote unquote, you know, a repeat offender, someone that is just uh, uh, walking in a way that God is not pleased and they keep struggling or they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we'll talk about that. We can get very frustrated in our flesh and start to answer that person in our flesh. And that's where the name calling and different things come in that the reader sent in. You know, do we call them faithless? Do we just say, you know, um, I'll leave them to God or um, I don't know what's wrong with you. Do we say those things? Those are all fleshly responses. Operating in the love of God will never, we will never set out to intentionally make someone feel badly, ignore them, or say, you know, there's no hope for you or any of those things. Believe it or not, BCU family, and we don't like to admit this, any types of those attitudes and treatments are rooted in a spirit of pride. And yes, Holy Ghost filled believers can operate in the spirit of pride if we are not yielded to the spirit. It's very for us to slip into walking in the flesh. So this is why we have to be prayerful and mindful. So let's talk about pride. Pride will tell us if we're frustrated with someone to manipulate people by name calling, avoiding them, 
giving them the side eye or maybe that half hug that we do in church, thereby what we do is punish that individual who isn't behaving to our liking, who didn't take our advice, who isn't doing what the word of God says. And what that does is discourage the individual from even doing what they're supposed to do. And yes, they're responsible for their own choices. We'll talk about that momentarily. We don't want to contribute to their discouragement. That's not what God put us out to do. We are to encourage, to edify, or to build up one another in love. So what that does is discourage the person. It also besmirches your Christian witness. And quite frankly, BCU family sets you up for chastening because of mishandling someone that is made in God's own image. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and James chapter 3 verse 9 testified to the fact that everyone was made in God's image. They may not be acting like they're filled with the Spirit and maybe they're struggling, maybe they're not filled with the Spirit. That's a different story. Everyone, all of our neighbors were made in the image of God. So we want to be mindful of how we're treating people because they're not acting the way that we want them to behave. Amen? So with that, rather than lashing out in frustration, let's continue to be prayerful and ask God to help us to react and to say what he would want us to say versus spouting off cutting remarks and really just behaving in a way that doesn't line up with the scriptures. That is not going to accomplish anything at all. So next up, let's take a look at the actual person who needs to be ministered to. And I'd like to do that taking a look at the scripture that the reader slash listener sent in, and that is in John chapter 8. Now, BCU family, I would ask you, if you would, to read John chapter 8 in its entirety. For the sake of time, we are just going to take a portion of the scriptures uh, connected to what it is that the listener sent in. So let's get it all set up. Jesus was talking to the Jewish people and a lot of the Jewish people believed on him and so many more did not. And they were questioning Jesus. So let's take a look again. John chapter 8 verses 31 through 36. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Verse 33 says, they answered him saying, you know, we're Abraham's seed and we were never in any bondage to any man. So how can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them and said, verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. Verse 35 says, And the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. And then verse 36 says, If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. So BCU family, I hope you have your Bible so that you can follow along with what's being said here. So what we can see is that Jesus came to set the servants of sin, and that was all of us. Now, we don't continue practicing sin, that grace may abound. We're not practicing that. All of us were servants to sin in some capacity. 
So Jesus has come to set us free from that. So as the question was posed originally, it sounds like this Holy Ghost filled person that's having a struggle here may not be continuing in the word of God. Remember John chapter eight, verse 31 says, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. So this person sounds like they are not continuing the word and choosing. They are not continuing to choose truth. And that's verse 32. And that says, as a reminder, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So there's some choices here. So rather what this individual is doing is choosing to be in bondage and to be enslaved in sin. And that encapsulates verses number 33 and 34 of John chapter 8. So you'll recall that the Jews were saying, well, listen, I've never been in bondage to anyone. And Jesus said, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. So you're in bondage to sin. So this individual that the question is about is really voiding, abiding in the son of God and in the freedom that Jesus provides. Now, did you notice, BCU family, that I use the word they are, they are choosing? Did you hear the word choosing? Mm-hmm. Did it sound harsh? In your mind, did you say, well, you know, he can't help it. Or, but she's been through so much already. I agree. You know what? He probably can't help it. And I certainly do understand going through some very serious and trying tests of your faith. That's why, BCU family, we need Jesus down on the inside, aka the Holy Ghost, to help us to help it. So rather than saying, I can't help us, Jesus can help us to help it. You understand what I'm saying? And he can also comfort and guide us as we go through those tests and situations that can take us to a place where we think that God has forgotten about us or doesn't hear our cry. That is so untrue. The enemy uses that as we're going through to say, God doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. The word of God doesn't apply to you. It's only for this person. No, 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 nay, nay, I say. The scriptures let us to know that the Lord will never leave or forsake us. And his word is for everybody. If we are abiding in him, if we're continuing in his word, then the word applies to all of us. So needing Jesus down on the inside, along with good biblical teaching from your local assembly. And then we've got some folks that are on the internet that are sound doctrine teachers that the Lord will lead you to as a supplement, not a substitute for Bible study and teaching at your own local church, along with prayer, fasting, good Christian fellowship. All of these things help us to hear, as well as we're reading our Bibles, help us to hear and recognize the voice of the Lord and to continue in his word. And when we continue in it, we want to continue hearing his word, hearing his voice, and following through with what it is that he says. Now, I want to take a little bit of a related side note here that having the Holy Ghost doesn't automatically stop us from sinning. I used to think that when I was a, a young child, that once you get the Holy Ghost, you never ever sin again. No, that's not true. God always gives us free will to make whatever choices we desire. 
to make whatever choices we desire. So with that, God wants us to love him more than we love sin. So we should choose to obey him. In the case with this person who is not quite understanding and walking in the freedom of God, they are willfully and actively choosing to walk in the bondage of sin or they're passively allowing the sin to take over and yielding to it. So it's either either willful or it's just, well, I can't do anything about it right now. Either way, it's a fleshly choice. And that choice is contrary to the will of God. And there are consequences to making that choice. And verse number 35 in John chapter 8 says, The servant of sin will not abide in the house forever. And that says to me, BCU family, that if we're choosing to serve sin, that we cannot live with Jesus in heaven. And I'm here to tell you that whether we are actively choosing the sin or whether we're just not fighting like we're supposed to and actively applying the word and doing what we're supposed to, we can miss out on heaven. And that is not something that I want to do. There is nothing on this earth worth me missing my eternal life with Jesus Christ. Nothing. There is nothing worth it because everything here is temporal. So what we want to do, what we want to do is, you know, if we're that person, if we're that person, we need to really ask God to help us to walk in his word and to apply what he says. You know, even if it's one scripture that you have that you can hold on to while you're going through so that you can continue to abide into the spirit and not the flesh, then that's what you do. But that's what you do until God gives you a breakthrough. So we've looked at the person ministering and then the person who needs ministering too. Now let's go back to how to do this effectively, BCU family. So with the effectiveness and and what do we do at this point? We really can loop back to what was said initially at the top of the broadcast where we need to be prayerful, listen and respond to what is being said exactly with what God is telling us to say at the time. This is why we have got to be in tune with the Spirit of God so that we are walking in the Spirit and that we are on Kairos moment time. There is a window of opportunity that God gives us when we're ministering, where that person may be open to receive what it is that we're saying. And if we're filling that with our own opinions that aren't based on the word of God, or if we're emotional and trying to manipulate the person, we will miss that opportunity. So we want to say what thus says the Lord, when and how he tells us to say it. Now, if the person doesn't respond immediately to what we've said, or maybe they turn back to the bondage some more, The bottom line is we still want to love the person. Love does not mean, BCU family, that you agree, condone, or support what the person is doing or not doing in terms of, you know, actively sinning or walking in their bondage, if you will. So it doesn't mean that I support that, support you in doing that. It does mean that the love continues between us and I will treat you with long-suffering and kindness. Yes, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 tells us what love does and what it does not do. And love does not mistreat people. So we continue loving them and continue praying in faith until the Lord works on the heart of that person in his way and on his own timing. 
So the bottom line here, BCU family, is that God's love and mercy was and still is continuously extended to all of us in so many areas. So as his disciples, we really are admonished to show that love and mercy to others, along with correction as prescribed by God. This way, God is glorified, the person is edified, that enemy is horrified, and you, BCU family member, are gratified to continue in the word of God as a good and faithful disciple and servant of our King. Well, there you have it, BCU family, and I'm very curious to know what your reaction is to the reader's question. You know, what advice would you give? Have you run into this situation where you've had to minister to someone that's a challenge? Or maybe you were the challenge. I know I've been the challenge a few times. So just want to get your thoughts on that. So please head on over to blendcouragesyou.com. If you're not already here, leave us a comment in the comment section and we'll continue our conversation. Also, BCU family, I've got to say to the person that sent this in, thank you so much. I pray God bless you richly. I love these types of questions because they're real. They're everyday kind of questions. These are things that we encounter and we have to know how to be victorious, whether we're the person that is the one being ministered to or we are the person that is doing the ministering. That and what we do and how we handle one another and how we walk in the spirit of Christ is going to far outweigh the houses, the land, the status, the cars, and all of these things that we want to accumulate on this earth. There is nothing wrong with having things. We don't want things to have us. Rather, we want our treasures to be laid up in heaven. And that's this question. This is helpful to deposit in our bank account in heaven. That's what I'm talking about. All right, I'm getting stirred up, BCU family, and it is time for us to wrap up the podcast. So once again, thank you so much for being part of the listening audience. And Lord will, until the next time we're together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.